Is your trucking business struggling in the slow economic conditions? On today's episode of Driven Too Far, we've got Mike hosted with ATBS, and he's going to give us four tips how to maintain profitability in the slow market. Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler, and this is Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking, a podcast that helps over-the-road truck drivers balance career and family. Hey, today on the podcast, I'm joined by Mike Hosted of ATBS out of Golden, Colorado. How you doing today, Mike? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Hey, I'm excited about this one. We've been working as partners uh, with ATBS for quite a few years now, so uh, hopefully we've got some great information here, and I think we're going down a path where we're going to try to find some tips for independent contractors and how to stay profitable in a down market. Does that sound like a good path? It does. Yeah, it's been a tough market for the last 14 months here. Um, and, and I think there's a, a lot of people that are struggling, you know, coming out of the good times. And I think there's a lot of things that, that individuals can do to change their daily habits and put more money in their pocket. Well, where would you start with that? If you had a new contractor sign up with ATBS, you know, kind of where does that process start and how do you educate them a little bit? Yeah, so the first thing that, that a lot of new contractors don't think about is having a good budget or profit plan in place to really understand what they need to do to be successful. So what we do is we assign them their own business consultant, and that business consultant is going to take them through uh, just a huge portion of questions, asking about their truck, you know, what are their fixed costs, like their truck payments and insurances, what are their variable costs, like fuel and maintenance, how much are you setting aside for maintenance? But most importantly, what do you have to pay for at home? It doesn't do you any good to have this budget for just your business. The whole goal is to provide for your home. Um, so we go through a very detailed analysis of the financial state of their business and their home to really give them some guidelines on what they need to be thinking about. Yeah, I um, I can't remember how many years ago it's been since I kind of stumbled upon you guys and your service and stuff. And I, gosh, uh, as long as I've been running lease purchase programs in our companies, uh, you think about you know where do where do drivers fail or where do they stub their toe, and it's always that side of it. It's the financial side where, for a lot of people, this is their first time running or owning a small business. You know they're taking that leap probably through a lease purchase to start with, and they need to be focused on operating the vehicle, the day to day operations of their truck and things like that, doing what they do best, driving the truck. So when I found you guys in the programs that you offered, uh, I thought this was a win-win. I said, I got to bring these guys in as a partner, uh, really kind of push our lease guys towards uh, a vendor or partner like you guys as well to take a lot of that pressure off of them. And not only that, but like you were just saying, to help them, coach them, uh, teach them that side of the business. Yeah, for sure. You know, we found kind of like you said, if, if you're taking that leap from being a company driver to an owner operator, often through a lease purchase, you have to change your mentality. And, and that's what we really this this budgeting process is for is let's start thinking about how we operate our vehicle differently. Um, because as a company driver, you generally get paid by the mile. And that's all you worry about is how many miles you can get. But now you have a business with a business. You have very many things to worry about. You have fixed costs. You have money that's coming out every day, whether you move your truck or not. So how much does it cost you a day to take the day off and how do you plan for it? Uh, you, you have to you know, think about your break even point. How many miles each week or how much revenue each week do I need to run to pay for my business? If you don't know that, that break even point, 
I don't know how you could succeed. Um, but then you also have things like maintenance you have to pay for now. How much should you be setting aside? You have to have a plan kind of based on the ages of the truck, how much you run it, and things of that nature. Um, so there's just a lot of adjustments you can make, but then you can also tweak fuel. What does it mean if I get another mile per gallon of, of fuel economy? What does that impact my profitability? So there's a lot you can do right away to really understand how much money you're going to make and, and really set some goals right out of the gate. You know, and that sounds, uh, if, I, if I put myself in the shoes of a first-time business owner, a lot of what you just said sounds a little bit overwhelming to me. Like, oh my gosh, that's a lot. I didn't realize there was going to be that much into it. What does ATBS do to kind of help those drivers understand it? I'm sure, the, I'm sure your approach is uh, slow and methodical and you think about how you're going to educate the drivers as they go and not just throw all of it at them at once. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, we do have the the individual business consultant. So if you work with us, you get your own business consultant, and they're there unlimited amounts of time. Um, so we touch pace at least six or seven times in the first ninety days to look at that profit plan to make sure we're hitting the numbers that we discussed. Um, and it's just kind of like you said, slow drip in this information um, because we start looking at real time numbers versus our plan and saying, hey, you know. This is what's actually happening versus our plan. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out what we can do to make adjustments daily. And that's the key, right, is educating yourself and wanting to learn more to improve your business and profitability. Um, so if we can just touch base on a regular basis at the beginning, once a week or so, to just look at the numbers, talk about adjustments, and, and really you know hone in on what you need to do. Um, we do it, like you said, slowly. So it's a lot of information at once, but then we keep checking in, keep reinforcing, and making sure that, that you're thinking like a business owner. Because the, the best thing about owning your own business and having one truck is that you can make a change overnight to impact your whole business. You know, you think about a very large trucking company of the world, if they want their 2,000 company trucks to make an adjustment, they have to get them all in the shop, change some things around, and it takes a year. As a business owner, you can do it overnight, that and that'll impact your profitability right away. Yeah, so that small guy, you can certainly pivot uh, quickly when needed. So, I want to back up uh, to let's let's go back to the year like 2020, and you know some of the things we've been hearing for the last couple of years is the number of new entrants that came into trucking since 2020, and and then if we fast forward till till maybe 12 or 18 months ago, the market started changing. What did you see with the owner operators and the independent contractors you guys were servicing? Have you seen a dip in their income? And if so, how did you uh, help prepare them or what advice did you give them? Yeah, we did see a, a huge boom in terms of number of owner operators entering the market uh, right about the time we came out of the COVID pandemic for trucking. And right. that was about May of 2020. Um, and, and we just saw a huge influx of folks joining the owner operator market whether they're former company drivers or they've never even been in trucking going out and buying trucks and getting their own authority honestly leaving motor carriers and going out and doing it on their own there was so much money to be made in the spot market that we saw a flood that direction um, and they did great for two years right and the best they've ever done unfortunately those folks had never seen slower times, so that was kind of our expectation right. of, yeah. of how things work, and, and you know how that is. Um, and so, yeah, for our clients, we had to really help them back out of this and say, hey, this is the best it's ever been. Trucking's a cyclical market, meaning it goes up and down with the economy. Um, so 
fast forward from May of 2020 to May of last year when the fuel prices skyrocketed and freight slowed down, um, there was a lot of pain from, from a lot of folks who maybe overextended their budgets and, and uh, you know, just didn't have a good plan in place for slower times. So there's a couple different things that they could do to really impact their profitability with slowed rates and increased fuel prices. Um, the, the first two things we said is, number one, you can take an extra load each time. Um, we saw work ethic kind of go down. You, you didn't have to work as hard with those yeah. good rates, right? Yeah. And, and understandably, so why would you? Um, the quality of life is an important thing for all of us. So if you can get home more to see your, your kids play sports or spend time with your family, why wouldn't you do it? But when freight slows, you kind of have to adjust your mind and adjust your business. When, when things get tough, we got to work a little harder. So that's really the first thing, right, is, is let's get back to that hardworking mindset um, that, that over-the-road truck drivers really pride themselves on, and, and let's take that extra load. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And, and even without the economic conditions, you know, I see something similar when a driver makes a change from a company driver to a lease purchase or an independent contractor. All of a sudden, there's more money coming in, and you you try to educate them ahead of time saying, listen, this is what you're going to see. You're going to see the paychecks get bigger. But what I want you to do is don't take your foot off the gas. You know, I want you to keep working as hard as you've always worked as a company guy because you're going to need to start saving some of that money. And and some of them hear me and some of them don't. You know, it's it's tempting to kind of cut back, like you said, and and focus more on the family. You don't have to work quite as hard. But... Now you run into times like we're in now, all of a sudden, maybe the bank account's not as fat as you'd like it to be. That's right. Yeah, it, it really does have a toll. You know, we saw it and, and we've seen just as fast as we saw people come into the market and join the IC world over the last 12 to 14 months. We've seen an absolute reversal the other way. People selling their trucks, turning in their trucks in a lease purchase deal and going back to being a company driver because they just didn't switch their mindset and, and it wasn't it wasn't easy, right? It was easy before and now it's not easy. And, you know, if you want to own your own business, there's bits and stretches where it's not easy. That's part of the American dream though, right? Is, is you got to make sure you're willing to put the work in through good times and bad. And if you can succeed in the bad times, the market always turns around and you can really succeed in the good times. So one interesting thing that, that we tell our clients, um, and we've got all kinds of, of blogs and things like that about it, but taking that one extra load right now, can make such a difference in your profitability. And the way I explain it is, think about it this way. You, this one extra load, you've already hit your fixed costs, right? So you've already hit, you've already paid for your truck payments, your insurances, your things like that. So you've hit your contribution margin. And that means that extra load, that one more load a month or two more loads a month is almost pure profit because all you're doing is paying your variable costs. So a good example is let's say a 500 mile load at two bucks a mile. You're going to gross $1,000 for that one extra load, probably take you one day to do it. Right. And your variable costs in this current state is probably about $450. So that one extra load in one month is going to profit you about $550. That's pure profit for one extra day of work. And if you course that out 12 times over the course of the year, we're talking about almost $7,000 in pure profit just by running that one extra day a month um, throughout the year. And do two extra loads, we're talking about $13,000 in profit. So it's a huge, huge number because you've already paid those fixed costs and it's almost pure profit to just run a little bit harder. That, that's how important the education is. And I'm glad you pointed that out. I've done some other podcast episodes uh, where I talk about 
you know, the revenue per day and some things like that that drivers need to be focused on in order to be successful. And and it makes me think we just did one and was talking about the July 4th holiday this year was interesting because it was a almost a four day weekend. And it was a Saturday, Sunday, probably Monday and Tuesday off. And if, if drivers weren't planning for that ahead, that could have snuck up on them thinking, oh, I'll just work through the holiday. Well, it's harder for the companies to keep drivers moving for four straight days uh, than it is like over a normal weekend or normal one-day holiday type thing. So uh, that was really critical that, that they plan ahead for those things, um, just like you're saying. And when, when there is work to be done, by gosh, take advantage of that for sure and make sure you get those loads in there. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, that's the first thing is, is just taking that one extra load. Like I said, you know, it, we all appreciate and know that people need home time and family time and things like that. But you know, when tough times get tough, you got to work and, and that's what we're all doing. I mean, it's tougher for everybody in the whole world right now. There's layoffs, there's all kinds of stuff going on. So it's time to buckle down, work a little bit harder and keep your job security, your profitability and your income coming in. So that's the first thing we tell people. And then the second thing, you know, everybody gets beat over the head with it, but it's still so important. It's what's your biggest cost and how do you control it? It's your fuel. It's the number one cost for trucking. Um, and it's, but it's the one you can control the most with habits, with technology, um, with just slowing down a little bit, you name it. But you know, the cost of fuel is still high, but it's the one you can control the most. So, um, there's a lot of research out there about what you can do. Um, but really, what we tell our clients is the difference between six miles per gallon and seven miles per gallon is anywhere between eight and ten thousand dollars in fuel cost in the course of the year. And so our example earlier, every dollar you earn, that example earlier, you made a thousand dollars, well you only took home five hundred and fifty. With fuel, every dollar you save goes directly into your pocket. It's pure profit. Um, so taking a load is great, but saving money is even better because you get to keep all of it. Um, and so slowing it down, the difference between six and seven miles per gallon is almost $10,000 a year put into your pocket, which is an incredible rate. So you really have to balance your speed, getting to the next load and all those things. But when you have the opportunity, slow down, use your RPMs right, use the technology right, make sure your tires are, are aired properly. There's just so many things you can do to make sure that, that you save that money and put it directly in your pocket. I love that uh, analogy there. I, and we do when we put our owners through a workshop, we do a half day workshop before we let them sign papers. We talk about that exact thing. So I sometimes approach it like, um, you know, a lot of us have been in trucking a long time. We like the big shiny things, big square nose trucks are pretty out there, right? So we tackle that and say, okay, let's look at what an aerodynamic tractor might get you for fuel mileage. And then let's see what a square nose might get you. And in my class, I actually give every one of them a calculator and I write some numbers up on the board and I make them, you know, run the digits on the calculator to come up with that. And I come up with the same numbers you do, $10,000 bill, course of a year, and fuel savings. And what's funny is if you ask them, say, hey, if can I go ahead and write you a $10,000 check right now? Would you take it? And they're like, well, of course I would, right? But when it comes down to them, making a decision. Are you going to take the aerodynamic truck or are you going to take the square nose cool truck? Well, I kind of like the square nose cool truck. And and the ego seems to creep in on them a little bit, even though they know there's $10,000 to be made by making a smarter choice with the other vehicle. So it's hard. I get <laughs> like bright, shiny things too. But when it's a business, it's a business and you need to look at it like that. 
That's right, for sure. Yeah, I know, and I see it every day. Um, we track, you know, we have about 15,000 clients here, and we track fuel mileage, fuel costs, and things like that. And I really thought, um, you know, last year when the price of fuel skyrocketed, we were going to see fuel mileage go way up. I thought habits were going to change, and, and we still haven't seen it. We still have not seen uh, average fuel mileage go up for our clients. Now, we have in certain segments of the industry, for example, people that are out on their own authority, they're the ones that have been hurt the most by this downturn, and they have made adjustments. So maybe it's because they had felt, finally felt enough pain where they did make the adjustments. Um, but overall, we haven't seen a big adjustment. And I spend a lot of time on interstates traveling and things like that. And I mean, I get passed on the interstate by trucks all the time. So um, in a, in a four-wheeler. Right. So yeah. it's, it's kind of bewildering to me, uh, especially as an owner operator, that you wouldn't take the time to slow it down, save that money and put it in your pocket. Well, and the argument from the driver's side, too, is, you know, speed's always been a topic. You know, even if you're in a company truck, what's the what's the governed speed on the trucks? And in the driver, a lot of times wants to make the argument. Yeah, but if I could if I could drive this fast, I'll get to destination a little bit faster. I can get a few more miles in by the end of the week is is kind of their thought process. Uh, I I agree. I can see where they're coming from on that. But in my experience, usually what happens is the faster speed allows them to get to the house quicker a little bit earlier in the week, and they don't necessarily come out of the house any quicker. So it does allow them a little bit more uh, home time, I guess, but they didn't, they're not saving any money uh, running faster and stuff like that. So anyways. Yeah, yeah and I, I get it too. You're right. There's a huge balance and, and that's why it's your business and every day is a different day. And so you have to think every day is a brand new day. How do my hours of service look? What does it mean if I slow down today or speed up a little bit to get to my next load? You really have to think every single day about what your goal is, how far you need to go, and how fast you need to go to be able to get there. I know there's traffic involved in all kinds of stuff, but not every day is a day where you can go fast and get to places. And if you have the ability, that's when you need to take advantage, slow it down, and get that better fuel mileage. But I agree, not every day you can slow it down. You don't have that option every single day. But you have to think every morning, do I have that option today? And if you do, you need to take that option. Take advantage of it. Because like you said, it's just keeping dollars in your own pocket. You're not blowing them out the stack, so to speak. So, uh, you know, I'm curious, what is, uh, you guys, like you said, you manage 15,000 clients. And I'm sure you've seen some great success stories, but I'm sure you've seen some failures over the years too. What, what's the number one failure you see? It's maintenance, and it's not even close. Uh, major mechanical failure is the number one cause of independent contractor failure for us and for pretty much every fleet we work with. Um, just a major mechanical failure, and it's not necessarily the maintenance itself. It's everything that's bundled up with the maintenance. So if one, you've got the cost of repair. Two, you've got the downtime. The downtime has become enormous with the lack of trained mechanics yes. with the trying to get parts lack of parts yes yep exactly um not only that but your fixed costs keep coming in so that extra downtime well your truck payments and your insurances and all that are still due but then your home bills don't stop as well so it all kind of snowballs on itself at one time where hey i've got this huge repair bill that maybe you could afford but you couldn't afford your truck payments and your home bills and so that's where we're seeing people go out of business is that huge downtime so is it do you feel like it's a lack of planning, lack of savings, or is it just like some of the other things you mentioned, the time of repair and the ability to get parts? 
Is there a way drivers can prevent that? And if so, what's that look like? There is, yeah. I mean, there's always a recommended maintenance schedule, and we always at recommend adding a little bit to that for the extra portion as well. Um, so a lot of companies, like I'm sure you guys, have a maintenance escrow where right. there's an automatic deposit in there, um, probably by the mile or by the week. Am, am I right there? Yes. Yep. Either way, whatever they choose, by the mile or if they want to dump a lump sum per weekend, they can do that. Yeah. So we have our clients set up an extra fund. Um, generally speaking, we recommend it um, to set up an extra fund on top of their company-sponsored maintenance plan um, because there's always problems in running a business, especially one where you're operating a heavy piece of machinery that's going to break down, especially if it's used and getting older. Um, and so we always recommend a separate savings fund just for these situations. One, you got to set money aside for your taxes, right? And so let's do that right away. But let's pad that and let's set aside a little bit more for these major mechanical failures. That way we can dip in, make sure we have those funds for our home bills, for our fixed costs, whatever it may be, because the next thing you know, you're behind and you're in a negative settlement and you're taking cash advances and it's just so hard to get out of that cycle. But if you plan ahead and save extra on top of your maintenance fund for your taxes and your home bills, then you're padded from that and you're going to get through unscathed. Yeah. And that's a story I heard from one of my own drivers um, early on when I started with chief carriers. And this guy was just doing way better than everybody else. And I finally just pulled him aside and I said, listen, I got to know what you're doing because I think your success story, and I want to be able to share that with some of the other drivers that may be struggling a little bit. And, and he just told me, he goes, you know, early in my career when I started this, I knew I had to put some savings away and I had to build that up. So here's a driver talking to me. He's got 50 grand in the bank. So when freight ebb and flows and goes down, he's not worried. He's not stressed. He understands that it's going to come back. He's going to have better weeks ahead, but he's got plenty in the bank to get him through, you know, the slower weeks or the slower times. And imagine what kind of stress that takes off the household when you have that kind of savings built up. Yep, exactly. I mean, that when you talk, when you hear financial advisors, they talk about emergency funds for a personal life, and you need one for your business too, um, because it impacts your personal life. So you really have to be almost double padded on your personal life to make sure that your business stays afloat, um, because it does pay for everything else as well. So having that emergency fund, not only for the repair itself, but for your home bills, um, is going to make life, like you said, considerably more comfortable less stressful and, and just going to put you in a really good place. So it's just key when you get started to save up, save up, save up, get to that certain point and have a plan. Where do I need to be to be that comfortable and then save and save and run hard, get good fuel mileage till you get there. And then you can start to operate your business differently um, because you have that padding and, and you can start to take more time off and, and do those types of things. But, you know, starting a business, it's hard work. So you work your butt off until you get comfortable. And then you can start to run your business more comfortably and more leniently to make sure that everything's okay. I'm curious uh, if you know the stats, but uh, for ATBS, how many of your clients or what percentage of your clients are like pure independent under their own authority and then what percentage may be leased on to a carrier? Do you know that off so of your head? For, I do. For us, we've got about 1,500 clients that are on their own authority. That has shrunk dramatically. Okay. okay in the last year. Um, so about 10% of our clients are out on their own authority. Uh, the other 90% are with a motor carrier. Of that 90%, it's probably 
fifty percent of those are under a company sponsored lease purchase mm -hmm. or a lease program of some sort, and the other fifty percent have their own asset, um, and then pull for a motor carrier. Gotcha. I would just say the average ATBS client, and when we're talking about maintenance still, the average ATBS client right now is paying about fourteen cents a mile for maintenance. Okay. Which is incredible. Yeah. It's really high, or about twelve thousand dollars a year, and that's just for the maintenance itself. That's not the downtime. That's not the home bills that keep coming in. Um, so think about that on, on a regular basis. What does that mean? Um, again, it's based on the age of your truck. If you've got a brand new truck that's under warranty, it's different. But if it's me, if I have a brand new truck, this is my time to save up quickly. So I'm still going to put 10 cents a mile in, even if I have a brand new truck, because that's going to build that emergency fund. It's going to pad me ahead of time. So um, if you've got an older truck, it's a case-by-case -case basis. But, yeah, just setting yourself up right now, starting that right now if you haven't done it yet, or adjusting it right now is going to be what's going to get you through that next tough cycle, that downturn, that major mechanical failure. You guys do something cool at ATBS, and that is the profit plan, as you call it, and the monthly profit loss statement. Will you talk a little bit about that and, and tell, tell the uh, listeners what you kind of offer there? Yeah, yeah. So we talked about the profit plan itself or the budget we do from the beginning where we really break down your fixed cost per day, your variable cost per mile, what it all looks like. We give you your break-even point. So what do you need to generate to be successful with your business and your home? So we have that kind of like as a roadmap, right? And then the profit and loss statement that we put out monthly is more like a scorecard. So we have this plan. Well, now we're going to start taking your settlement statements, your out-of-pocket receipts for anything, whether it's a pair of sunglasses, whether it's your fuel, your repair bills, your cell phone bills, everything that's a business deduction, and we're going to put that in a profit and loss statement. And so we have this plan. Now we've got a scorecard. Now, we, So let's compare it. We had this plan, and we said this is what we need to do, do, do to be successful. What are we actually doing? And, and we look at that and say, well, we had this plan. Well, guess what? Our revenue is a little short. Our fuel costs are a little too high. What do we need to do now? What do we need to change now to make sure that we're still hitting our goals? So we really help look at that monthly financial statement to, to you know make adjustments every single month and make sure people understand that, hey, things change. The price of fuel changes. So we had this plan. Let's change our plan and make sure that we're staying profitable and make those adjustments on a monthly, daily, weekly basis um, to, to, to run our business profitably. And that's where the, the coaching consultant comes in, right? You, the driver can call in and talk to their coach anytime they want, go through those uh, profit and loss statements together, which would be a great practice, by the way, uh, to do that and figure out, hey, where am, I, where am I falling short and what am I doing well? What do, I, what do I need to do more of and what do I need to do less of and stuff? But the, the info is there uh, if the drivers will you know, look at it, take advantage of it, and go through that with their coach. Yep. Yeah, our, our our most profitable clients, they look at those things on a on a religious basis. I mean, we send an email and say, hey, it's ready on our portal. It's a secure portal. You can get on. You can look at any month, a whole year. You can drill down and, and even look at pictures of the receipts. If you send us a repair bill, we'll actually show you the picture of the receipt under the maintenance category so they can see exactly what we're doing, where the money's coming from, where it's going. And our most profitable clients look at it every month. And if they have a bad month, they're calling us saying, what's going on? What do I need to change? What do I need to do better? Those are the ones that have been with us 15, 20 years. And, and they look at that regularly. So the first year, it's all about communication. 
understanding what we're providing you, understanding the adjustments. And the really savvy ones, they figure it out after a few months and they just look at it themselves and make adjustments daily because we do update it in real time. So if you send us a receipt, it's going to be on there in a day or two. That way we can you know, coach and, and really make sure that, that we're making adjustments quickly. One of the reasons that I decided to partner with you folks years ago was we were doing lease programs and, and we'd, we'd see some failures in the lease program. And I think one of the areas where a lot of drivers uh, fell down, especially that first year of doing it, was uh, taxes. So tell me a little bit about uh, income taxes and what drivers need to do there. Yeah, the fun part. <laughs> right. Nobody likes to talk about or do taxes or think about them, but it is important. Um, everybody's got to pay taxes, right? Death and taxes. So, um, yeah, that's that's part of our service as well. So we we have the consultant, we have the budgeting process, we have the monthly financial statements, um, but we also do all the income tax work for our clients as well. So, as an independent contractor, lease purchase driver, you have to pay your own taxes. The company doesn't do it for you anymore. So you still have to pay your Social Security, your Medicare, your federal income tax, and then state income, if that applies to you, depending on where you live. Um, and so we use real-time information to make that as accurate as possible. A lot of tax firms will take last year's tax bill, divide it by four, and say, this is what you have to pay each quarter. We think that's the kiss of death. If you would have taken 2021's super profitable year and said, pay that in equal parts this year, you're going to way overpay your taxes. So right. we use real time information, your profit and loss statements to pay what's called quarterly tax estimates to the IRS. So we have you pay it throughout the year. Um, that way, when it comes time to file in the spring, you've paid just as if you were a W-2 employee, you've paid your taxes throughout the year. Um, and that way, if you have a bad quarter and you don't have much cash, maybe you had a bunch of repair bills and downtime, well, you don't have to pay much in taxes because we've matched it to your cash flow. Um, so we pay it throughout the year and then it comes springtime, we send you a tax organizer. Uh, it's a very easy document to fill out. We ask you all the fun stuff outside of your business because we've already done all your business paperwork. So are you married? Do you have kids? Do you have a mortgage? What else do we need to know to file your tax return? You fill that out, send it back in with you and your spouse's tax documents and we file your tax return for you. Um, and we've been doing this 25 years. All we do is trucking. So we know how to file trucking tax returns. We know a 2018 Freightliner should have between ten dollars and $12,000 in maintenance costs. If you have $4,000, we stop the process because we believe we're missing something and we're going to go help you find it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Just the just the sound of talking about taxes gave me a headache for sure. But <laughs> I, I can't imagine trying to run a small trucking business uh, without the help of somebody like ATBS. It just, in my mind, you know, it, it costs you a few bucks a week uh, to join, but uh, oh my gosh, it just takes a lot of that pressure off and away. And like we said earlier, it just lets you concentrate on, on running the truck, like doing the things you love to do as a driver. That's right. Our, our goal is to make our clients more profitable, take away their stress from, from bookkeeping, from taxes, and to just live a better life. We think if we can help them make more money and take a bunch off their plate, our service pays for itself and it's tax deductible. So Easily. that's our goal. I mean, uh, we were founded by three brothers that owned a trucking company. That's all we know is trucking. That's all we do. And, um, you know, these, these uh, folks out on the road are the backbone of everything that happens in this country. And our goal is to make sure that they stay profitable and that they live the best life they can. 
Well, Mike, I can't thank you enough for joining me today on this episode of Driven Too Far. If somebody's interested in finding ATBS, can you tell us how they would do that? Yeah, really easily. You can just go to atbs.com is the easiest way. Um, just go to our website. There's a chat function on there. You can send us a message. There's our phone number on there if you want to give us a call. Whatever you want to do to get a hold of us, just just do it. But our phone number is 888-640-4829. Um, and, and we can do a lot if you have back tax issues and you need to get caught up with the IRS, if you need to negotiate, if you want to get an LLC set up, if you want to just talk about an LLC and get some advice, just give us a call. We're here to help. Even if you don't sign up, we're, we're happy to give you information and, and make sure that, that you're getting everything you can to be successful. A great partner in our industry. Thanks again, Mike. We appreciate you being on the show. Hey, thanks, Andrew. All right. Good to see you. Take care. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of Driven Too Far. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode.